Lifelong learners are always seeking, always growing, always changing. In episode one, with certified, naturally grown farmer, Deborah Lockhart, we learned about her childhood dream of being a farmer, and after a career in education, the process of reassembling her family's farm. Here, in episode two, we hear about the process of becoming a farmer and the trials and achievements of being a grower. I'm Joey Bland, and from Circle O Productions, this is Seasons. Deborah, assembling this acreage that you've assembled is really a fascinating story of generational land ownership. Uh, how you and your family have gone about that and you put this together, but you've actually turned it into a business. You've turned it into Lockard Produce. And tell us about Lockard Produce. Tell us the origins. How'd you get started doing that? Well, in October 2014, but first of all, when I retired in June of 2014, I said, oh, what am I going to do? Well, it didn't last long. So in October... (laughs) October was the birth of Lockhart's Produce, and I started attending class at uh, at, at Walnut Grove Agri Center. They had a new farm academy. I signed up for for those classes, and it was a six weeks program. Okay, and that's how I learned how to really start a business. If I wanted to move from hobby to how to do a business structure, and I had to learn how to write a business plan. How the how it's important of a Schedule F, and how to file my taxes, and I needed a CPA because I didn't understand all that paperwork that I was learning about, and I learned about record keeping, and that's how I actually got started. And then I just sat down with my mentors on how do I, where, where do I start? The first year, I said, well, I'm just going to plant. So I came out here on the farm, and I said, well, we're just going to put some seeds down. That's actually what I did. Yeah. (laughs) And some of them did quite well. So I thought, okay, that's all I need to do is just to come out here and just put some seeds down, and it'll grow. And I go to the farmer's market, and I actually was the first person at the downtown Memphis market. And it was $250 a booth. I wished I could find that picture in the commercial appeal. Yeah. And I was the first person that paid for a booth downtown. Wow. And I had my mom and dad to help me, and it wasn't anything too organized because I didn't feel like, okay, this is a business, but I know what I'm doing. Yeah, well, of course I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) And so, and I continued to take more record-keeping classes and learning how to actually form that business and talking to my mentors more. And the structure became greater and greater. And I'm my seventh year in, and I learned about different programs that I can become involved in to make the land actually grow. Mm. You know, when I say the land grow, I mean progress in the way that I plant, the implements that I use, and I became certified naturally grown. And it's, I'm transitioning to organic, but not, well, I'm going into that field, but I, I'm basically. I grow using the same principles, no synthetic chemicals, the same as being organic. But I had to learn about the different 
uh, implements and tractors that I needed to do the to do the land. And one funny part, my uncle said, you want a mule? I said, yeah, I want a mule. He said, for what? And I said, because I want to experience out here how you all had to plow Yeah. with that mule. And I was just obsessed with making my rows straight at that time. I wanted a straight row. And he showed me how to do the plumb line. Mm-hmm. Well, that grew kind of old because <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't keep it straight because I didn't have a leveler. And he says, I got the same equipment that I use, and I'm not going to let you have it because you see that mule down the street. You would go down there and get it, and I'm not going to look at you out here with a mule and a plow. Yeah. And so it, that was the end of that. So I got just, you know, the one row better and the just something simple to start me off with, like a harrow and a little small tractor, which I now call my training tractor. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's that's a really interesting path that you've taken because you go from education, you have some background in farming because mm-hmm. of your family. There's a legacy there. You were yeah. around it, but you didn't know it like a business. No. And so what was the program that you started in? Uh, so which one? The Certified Naturally Grown or the New Farmers Academy? The New Farmers Academy. Yeah, New Farmers Academy. Okay. Yes. Because I've heard, I know that there are several of these that are offered. I know that Tennessee State offers one through the Agri Center. That's the in one. Memphis. Yes. And um, and I know quite a few people who have taken it. And yes. so, for people that are that are really interested in maybe learning more about growing, because my understanding is that program is very manageable for someone that's working a full time job. Correct. It's a very manageable program, but. Talk about that just for a second, if you don't mind, because I think a lot of people would be interested so that they, even if they're just doing a little bit of gardening in their backyard and maybe just growing two tomato plants or something, they could benefit from this. Absolutely. And and I'm also a master gardener. And so, and that's what I, I just really emphasize with people first. See, if you really want to do this, don't waste your money. Let's just start small. Yeah. So become a master gardener. You really like it. Sign up for the New Farmers Academy. And in that program, you're speaking to seasoned farmers and actual bookkeepers. And they tell you the different programs, how to really keep very good records. Because you have to know the length of your field, your row, to get a certain yield and your production out. And that program led me into learning all about companion planting because I don't use synthetic chemicals. Mm. So you learn all of that in this program. And so that's the, that's the importance of that. And you learn to network with people. Okay. And that's one of the biggest, I said, the biggest takeaway that I have. I've met so many different people and we're still, we, we're still together. We yeah. still talk to one another, Yeah, you know, to say, hey, I mean, just the other day, one of my friends just texted me and said, Hey, Deborah, sign up for this, I think it was some kind of EDL disaster loan program when you lost something. He says, we all suffer from that, that wind took your high tunnel down. Go apply for it. So that's that network Mm -hmm. that's really important, and that's what that that program does for you. That's great. You know, there is a solitude to farming in a way because you spend a lot of time 
by yourself. You spend a lot of time. You know, you can have people working around, but it's also very collaborative, which right, is what yes. you're talking about mm-hmm. right now. Sharing of ideas, sharing equipment. Have you right. tried this? Have you done that? Yes. And even something in in that benefits you, like when there has been a disaster, when there been damage from a storm right, or something yes. like that. Um, so. Talk a little bit more about this naturally grown. Is that a designation that like the USDA makes or where does that come from? No, certified naturally grown is a program that was established. It's not associated with USDA. Okay. Because if you're organic, that's sponsored by USDA. But certified naturally grown is that we grow by the same principles as organic. We use the very same products. And the only difference is in the weight that the license carry, the cost of the program, and the type of inspection. And it's the same paperwork, CNG, same paperwork as certified naturally grown. And the only difference is when that inspector comes out with certified, well, with the not certified naturally grown, sorry about that. But with the organic, when the inspector comes right. out, you, you will get reimbursed. And but if you fail, you got to repay that again. Okay. Certified naturally grown, we inspect each other's uh, our property. Okay. And we have same the most basically the same forms that we complete. Yeah. And there's no cost, but we do not get reimbursed for our license. Okay. So every year there's a fee that we pay. Okay. Yes. And so is that an organization? It is, okay. yes. What's mm-hmm. the organization in case people are interested? That's, it's certified naturally grown. Okay, so you could just find it online. Yeah, you Google it, yes. Yep. And yep. it comes up and it lists all the farmers uh, in different states. Yeah, yeah. That's, yes. that's fantastic. Are you, talk a little bit about specifically what you're growing. I know in the past we've talked about your distribution channels. That's always a challenge, right? Yes. When you're mm-hmm. trying to grow and sell produce. And I think it's interesting that people understand uh, th- there's a growing interest in local. There's a growing right, yes. interest in, in organic or certified naturally grown type products. Mm-hmm. People really want to know where their food's coming Absolutely. from. Absolutely. And yet... Uh, it's it's mis- misrepresented so many times, and yeah. I'm not sure people really know where to get food that's naturally grown and that type of thing. So start, if you don't mind, with what do you primarily grow? Okay, what I primarily grow is, I'll just say, the root vegetables and okay. brassicas and fruit. Okay. And when I say brassicas, I'm, I'm including all the leafy greens like the cabbage, lettuce, Kale, mustard greens, turnip greens. Well, in my mind, I've always, in my dream, I wanted to be like Kroger's. (laughs) I wanted a produce section. And I'm still struggling with how to grow carrots. And I grow onions. I think I said sweet potatoes and the little regular red potatoes. Right. And I have garlic, onions. Um, I think that's and pumpkins when they're in season, squash, zucchini, yep. okra, purple hull peas, different varieties of all of those peas. Okay. okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're growing year round because yes. you've got five or six greenhouses yes. out here, basically mm-hmm. these high tunnels right. that you're able to grow in. Yes. So you're you're uh, switching from indoor to outdoor. I Absolutely. Guess, yes. Mm-hmm. And that yes. allows you, as a businesswoman, that allows you to grow 
your round. Right, and that's then, correct. And then sell your round. Right. Mm-hmm. So talk, if you will, because I think people would be interested. Like, where could they buy Lockhart Produce? Right now, you buy uh, Lockhart's Produce at Cooper Young Farmers Market. We never close. We're your round market. And there's a website. We're listed on Barn to Door. And you will find us. I'm president of Three Delta Agriculture, our co-op. Okay. Which we have nine people, and one, two, three, four, five of us. Five of us are farmers. Okay. And you will see our produce there, and that's where you, you know, you can purchase from. And what was that? Three Delta. Yes, Three Delta Agricultural Co-op. Okay. Three yes. Delta Agricultural Co-op. Yes, you will find us there. That's great. So, that's what I think people need to know. Um, my sister, uh, tell the story quickly. I went to my sister's house several years ago. She had a lot of produce laying on her kitchen counter. I uh-huh. said, oh, where'd you go and get all this? And she mentioned where she went and got right, it. Right, yes. And it's a particular place where, uh, at least used to be, there were actually two growers that were at this farmer's market. But the rest of the people were food distributors right. that are just basically uh, dealing in food. They're just finding Oranges wherever they can find them, or they're finding carrots wherever they can find them, or they're mm-hmm. finding lettuce wherever they can find it, and they're bringing it and they're selling it at a farmer's market. Right. And so you sell specifically like at Cooper Young, right. which is a very reputable market that has actual growers there, correct? That's correct, yes. <clears throat> and do you... Um, are you still, you mentioned the downtown market. Are there any other ones that you're involved in that people might yes. be able to purchase mm-hmm. your products? Yeah, those are seasonal, and they start in June. Okay. I'll be at Bartlett Station, and let's see, we've got Whitehaven Market and South Memphis Market. That's my other main market with Cooper Young run neck and neck there. And let's see... And then Raleigh Frazier Market, and those are the those are the only other ones. Okay, okay. Which is enough. Yeah. And see, and then I also service the independent living facilities, ah. where there are some some citizen tenants there at the sites. They can't drive and they can't come out for produce. Okay. And they call me all the time. What do you have? You know. And so, and I really take care of them throughout the entire year. How nice. And I have customers who still are not comfortable coming out since the pandemic. Yeah. And they're on my delivery list. Okay. And now that I make sweet potato pies, I got another delivery list. Wow. So it's basically I have. And so as a farmer with a job, you got to learn how to balance your your work time, your family time, your life. You got to get rest in there somewhere. Yes. So I don't travel without my paper calendar and my digital calendar yeah and so and i have certain days that i have this is for paperwork this is these are my delivery dates because i deliver once we get back rolling and i have produce coming in i'll have a contract possibly with some more food hubs and so and i just ran out of sweet potatoes oh wow (laughs) and so and I just got to keep everything on schedule. Yep. And I also, one part that as a farmer, you like growing and people like to know where their food comes from. Yep. But yet, my mission is to always have quality. Okay. So I attend the classes for the Safety Produce Alliance 
and I have that certificate that I attend those uh, classes so that I have good agricultural practices. Mm-hmm. And now I'm becoming, well, I used to be GAP certified, so now I'm getting my, I'm reinstating my GAP certification. Okay. So that's another license that I will have yep. that I used to have. But I keep my good agricultural practices, and every year I attend that class with produce safety. Yep. So I can have that certificate. And for those that don't know the GAP certification, you hear that a lot when yes. you're in the farming, um, uh, especially even like urban farming, that type mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, tell people what that is again. That's good practices. Yes, yeah, good agricultural practices, right. and you and you make sure you're sustaining those, and you and you've got your safety. Because when people, when you have visitors on your farm, like I'm certified naturally grown, there are different guidelines that I have. There's no smoking on my farm. There's no, well, I hate to say this, but no spitting. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot spit your tobacco on my farm. If you do that, then I have to chart off that part, and I actually don't grow in it. And I share this story with you. When I first started, my very first year, and I'm certified naturally grown, and the farm across the front of me, actually, that's my cousin's land there, but he's renting it out. And I suffered a drift. Yep. And so that drift came over and it killed my tomato crop. Mm-hmm. So I could not grow as certified naturally grown in that right. spot for three years. Right. And that's just like organic, the organic practices. I could sell but I couldn't say it was certified naturally grown. Yep. Then I actually had to do another soil test to prove and to send in to let them know that my soil was back where it should be. Yep. Yes. Yeah, the trials of a farmer that most people don't really realize, oh, yes. you're over here, you are uh, the certified naturally grown, you're putting mm-hmm. a lot of effort the farmer across the road sprays chemicals yes and you happen to be downwind one particular day mm-hmm. and it ends up infecting your crops right which then puts you on this three-year journey of getting recertified right. so the trials of farming never end right but I, I, what a what a fascinating <laughs> journey that you've been on after three months i believe of retirement yes <laughs> uh, you began your farming business correct yes If you want to support local growers like Deborah Lockhart, make sure and visit the local farmers markets to support them by buying their produce. Make it a priority to support our local growers. At Seasons Podcast, our purpose is to educate people about land investment with the goal of seeing a hundred people who don't currently own land become landowners. Our method is helping people reconnect with land through hearing other people's stories. For more information, go to our website, delta-farmland.com. Thank you for joining us today.